Everybody, welcome to the Doom Thugs podcast. My name is Mike. Welcome to the podcast, episode two seventeen, the first episode. Actually, no, this is the second episode of August, October. Of October. Well, technically, last week's the sort of kind of counts. It was, it was dropped on October first, but we recorded it in September. September, the month of back to school, yeah. everyone's least favorite month. This is officially the first episode of October because it's in October. That we're recording it. Rocktober. Welcome to the episode, Harrison. Doomtober. <laughs> it doesn't really work. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey. How I'm, are you? I'm good. You admitted to me that you just drove drunk, so yeah. I'm calling the fucking cops. <laughs> I have a little nice day buzz going. Oh, excellent. Yeah. What sound of that? Yeah, why? What did uh, you just So do? at my apartment complex, there was this thing called the Darley Beer and Wine Festival where a bunch of... Um, Barley, you mean? The main ingredient of beer. Yes. A bunch of Delawarean brewers and wineries came. A bunch of Delawarean food trucks came to this uh, open space. And uh, I went. And, um, you know, uh, because uh, who I am, I was all by myself. No no friends, no no other people with me. I was asleep. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, so basically, quick rundown was that I, I got there. This is the second year. Um, it was five bucks to get in. Five bucks per drink ticket, and then food trucks were over whatever price they had set. Mm. Um, Do you buy drink tickets up front? Yes. Like, I'm going to get loaded, ma'am. Please yeah. give me give me like fifty dollars worth of drink tickets. Right. I was like, I'll just have two to start. Um, but basically, because I I was by myself, and because it's literally in my apartment complex, my game plan this year was I'm just going to drink two drinks and then get food and then go back to my apartment and eat there. Mm. Um, and I did that. So I got two drinks. The first drink I got was, um, a IPA called reach around. Very That's disgusting. Racy <laughs> name for a drink. That was pretty good. The second one I got was a cider. I was really intrigued because all these different breweries, basically all they had was like heavy ass IPAs, pumpkin stouts, like shit like that. Mm. Cause they're all breweries and every brewery has to have like heavy shit like that. And I was like, Oh, a cider. That sounds interesting. Sounds like it might be crisp, good for the first, you know, coldish day of fall. And I tried that and it was revolting. It tasted, <laughs> it, first of all, they gave it to me in a clear plastic cup and it was like muddy river water brown. <laughs> and it tasted like a combination of apple cider, root beer and fireball. That's not a good mix. Yeah, no. I don't think those three things should go together. <laughs> no. And the other problem was that it was, um, this cider was 7.5 alcohol. Mm. So it was actually a higher alcohol content than the IPA I had. Nice. So I was nice and loaded. Um, I got, um, from one food truck, I got barbecue sliders. It was uh, the pork, chicken, and beef. And then the other place actually was serving their stuff in styrofoam containers. So I also got that. So that it was obviously like easily carryable and I can put it in my fridge and it's fine. 
and I had the sliders. The sliders were really good. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Let's bring in our guest here. He's very uh, very glad to have him back. You may know him from the Nobody Cares podcast. You may know him from Sofa Scouts. Mm. You may be a personal friend of his and know him that way. Uh, we love him. We're glad him back. Welcome back, Dom. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I love your Scooby-Doo tie-dye it shirt. It is a great oh, thank shirt. You. It's thank a you. beaut. Uh, it's next up in the rotation in my closet. It's very strict. <laughs> days I wear shirts. <laughs> it's important to uh, you know get a system yeah. down. I wear just the same outfit every day, basically. And yeah. most of my I, life is chaotic, but my shirts—they're in order. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I I wear like twenty percent of my closet. It's just like I wear something and then it gets washed and then I immediately wear it again. <laughs> right. I wear something, it gets put on top of the pile of dirty clothes, and then I keep picking it off and wearing it until it becomes an issue where people are like, something smells. I'm like, oh, I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Dom, how the hell are you? Thanks for coming here. I'm great. It's, uh, you know. I'm excited to be here. Uh, very excited. I'm very excited too. I was looking forward to this all week. Jimmy Fallon level of excited. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, wow! I saw him. Uh, it was. It, I didn't never saw the Tonight Show, but I saw the Late Show. Okay. In uh, studio. In studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was a good time. Have you ever? Have you guys ever done anything like that? No, I have not. I would like to. I actually yeah. had some friends that I worked, some coworkers and friends. They saw him two weeks ago. Okay. And they said the taping was awesome, really funny, yeah. but it, it's high energy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and he he brings it. Did they then watch the episode they were on? I uh, did. Yes. And then critique it from the perspective of I'm at home watching this instead of being in the audience? I was like, they cut out a chunk there. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they just watch it normally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, they're, they're pretty... Um, preoccupied with trying to get pictures of themselves like trying to pick themselves out of the crowd that's <laughs> how i that's how i did it i yeah. watched the episode paused it on the well, it took a while to pause because the shot of the crowd was so quick yeah. that i'd pause it and be passed and then just staring at myself on tv for a while and being like i've made it <laughs> well speaking of which uh we never mentioned this but when we went to ring of honor there's an amazing um out of focus picture of you standing up with your arms outstretched like the ymca like you're cheering on a moment yeah it's I, amazing it's currently like justin's uh, uh i think it's his instagram, instagram pro uh profile picture profile picture yeah. and in the picture because justin and i have a long-standing argument that uh because <laughs> I, I do the peace sign yeah like an asshole <laughs> and in the picture i have double peace sign over my head and i was like justin now this is immortalized proof that double peace sign is my thing so <laughs> peace on top of peace right right so he begrudgingly admitted yes <laughs> double peace sign is my thing okay ringo stars got the single i got the double peace and love peace and peace love, and love. <laughs> no more new letters Have you seen that video? <laughs> I love that. please stop sending me letters <laughs> no more fan mail <laughs> It's such a bizarre message. It's shot really weirdly. The yeah. camera's all in his face. Yeah, what's, what the, what's the story? Tell our, our listeners may not know what uh, Um So I guess he was just receiving too much fan mail. <laughs> Overrun. <laughs> and he was, he was sick of it, so he decided to put up a video message <laughs> with peace and love, that he appreciates all the love, yeah. but after, no more fan mail. <laughs> I think he gives a specific date, too. He's like, after the 1st of October, no more fan mail. It's a hard cutoff. <laughs> 
peace and love, peace and love. Then he just sigs out. Yeah. And it's only about 30 seconds yeah. long. He gets in, he gets out. No more fan mail. Please stop. <laughs> My house is overrun by just piles and piles of letters. I'm drowning in it. So as we were saying, you are a podcaster. I haven't had a goddamn episode of uh, Nobody Cares since September 3rd. Has it been that long? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Let me check. We're slacking. Yeah, but but I, I I still get to hear you every week. It's been every week for what are you episode four, episode five? Um, um, Sofa Scouts. Tell everyone about Sofa Scouts. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. We're mm-hmm. so far we've been doing it weekly uh, with a coworker of mine named Kale. Um, we we're huge sports fans and we talk sports every single morning right mm. and we're like well we might as well just why don't we just grab some microphones yeah. and make something of this mm. and at three o'clock in the morning when you're working and you're talking sports you can go on and on and on forever so we're like we definitely got the the length down we can yeah. do this for a while yeah. so um we would talk about it for several months and we finally just we went for it and so it's been exciting so far. Uh, yeah, I think we have five episodes. Well, five or six, actually. Five of them um, just based off the football season. And then we did a, a six-one uh, recap in the Phillies. Most recently, the Phillies yeah. special. The Phillies. Not the Phillies special. Not the Phillies special. The yeah. Phillies special. We had to make sure people know. And it's very enjoyable. I am I also a that. huge sports fan. I love sports. Um, I used to be a huge... Like, my... A long time ago, when I was a very young person, my my dream was to be a you know to be on WIP. All right, that was the gig. But then, like, <sighs> so sports radio, it's because it's all you know. T, it's it's tough. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of. Uh, I get very upset listening to it a lot because it's just like, no matter what's going on, it seems like. Uh, and this we could have a bigger conversation about this, but it seems like the the culture is, uh, and I guess it's it might be a marketing thing, but it's like every something has to be shitty at all times. Yeah, yeah. everything like things can't be good no matter what. Something is a problem because I I'm guessing it's easy. Like it, you probably get more calls when people are calling to complain about things rather right. than people calling in to be like sports are great yeah you know what i mean our team is one everything's yeah, great yeah Nothing that's to complain like, about that's right. like the internet like you know you're more apt to see something negative than positive right right or right. you're more apt to even just like uh, create content from the negative perspective than the positive perspective right yeah yeah yeah. you're more likely to write a bad review than a good review yes which is, you know, a problem with culture at large. Yeah. But, uh, but I always thought that sports radio, just from my individual perspective, had a twinge of sadness to it. Mm, how so? Just like um, in the sense that... Sports make you sad. Yes. And <laughs> that I always felt that... Um, I always felt bad like how passionate... I'm, I'm trying to think of my words here. How passionate people were versus like how much impact they actually had on these sports. Mm. Um team that they like yeah you know I, I get what you're saying it's like they like are really passionate about this but like them calling in probably isn't going to change anything yeah well yeah. i mean that's I, the same that's probably anything. my least favorite part about sports radio is are the phone calls yeah you get some real morons that call in yeah like, what is this person talking about like they have no <laughs> idea who what's the screening process that allowed this person right to be on the radio right right now? right, right. I, it uh, always killed me have you ever called in um i have yes uh Maybe only about three times. Okay. Um, 
mostly uh, a particular show, uh, Glenn Macnow and Ray Dedinger on WIP. I really love their show. Um, seems to be the most logical of all the sports guys, and they seem to have fun. They yeah. they kind of stay away from that that doom and gloom that you're just and, and talking Ray about. Ray Dinger is a Hall of Fame journalist. Yes, he's a professional. Yeah, very quirky guy. He's never worn shorts in his life. <laughs> he has not. He's never like had a drink. Yeah, he's a really cool dude. And yeah. I feel like calling and talking into him, and if he semi agreed with me, we had a good conversation. Given his stature, who he is, I always felt better about myself. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like, hey, Ray agreed with me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have, was it always them? Do you, do you- um, I did them maybe about two or three times. I think the one other time I called, uh, I don't know if you heard of Big Daddy Graham. Of course. Yeah, on overnights I called him once Big years Daddy. ago. Big Daddy. That dude doesn't sleep. <laughs> doesn't seem like it. Uh, yeah, he's, I always liked him. He used to, he used to post uh, on his website, he might still do it, but he would post like a track listing for uh like a CD, like he'd be like, "Here, burn this." Like a, like here are the best. What I think would be the best, best of Ben Folds CD or whatever. Mm, okay. So it'd be like a really good uh, collection of his. So it'd be like, if it's a, a band that you're not necessarily into but you'd want to, it'd be like this is like a good sample yeah. of uh, to get you to it. But back to what I was saying is, I like listening to your show because it's you know good it's not like <laughs> sensationalized bullshit it's, appreciate it's, that. it's it's enjoyable well, we try to, to be and it's very and it's and like and it's not yeah and it's like you guys are uh you have very measured and informed takes you know what i mean right, it's not, yeah you're not just out there yelling yeah i don't like those shows at all yeah i, yeah. I appreciate that we try to have fun we try to yeah break it try to be very analytical as close i mean as good as we can i mean we don't have all the stats i don't have Access to the coaches' film. I don't know what they're saying, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not dropping like Corsi numbers when talking about the Flyers and shit. There's no advance exactly the advanced stats. So I uh, I um I read the Athletic. That's oh, that's, that's they're a good. brag. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's uh so after every game. Uh, I can't think of his name, but it's like it's not Mitch McConnell, but it's Charlie O'Connor. I think his name is. He's okay. the Flyers writer. So after every game, it's like he puts up a ten things we learned from this game style mm. article. And uh, at the beginning of every article, it's like this article uses uh, will refer to some uh, advanced analytics and language and stuff. And he's like, click here for a primer article on that oh. stuff. Oh, okay. So every day. I usually click that link and then just like faint. Like, like <laughs> so many numbers. I just look at it like I'm not. I'm just gonna read the article itself and uh, just not care what the, what Corsi <laughs> means or whatever. Because it's like you read it ten times and it doesn't stick in your head. It's like just, you know I can move on from that. Right, right. But uh, but anyway, it's yeah. So great job with that. Keep up the good work. And Thank you, please, sir. God damn it, do more. Nobody cares. Yeah. I love. It. I, we're trying to. <laughs> I know. I know. We're trying to. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it's I'll tough. have to. I'll have to start yelling at those guys. Yeah, get them together. Yeah. let's go. They're slack. I'm always down. Right. This person's busy. Or this person's not feeling that. Uh. Like you guys, you're not committed to the craft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got fans. You just leave them hanging. It's inappropriate. <laughs> but no, I get it. You know, it's tough. Especially, I mean, you live far away from here i do before you lived in york now you live in lancaster i do live in lancaster mm. 
You got to say Lancaster if you say Lancaster. Oh, they asshole. get they get upset. Yeah, yeah, they get very yeah. upset. Absolutely. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're not from around here, are you, pal? <laughs> Well, that cuts about 20 to 30 minutes out of my drive coming this way, depending on traffic. So being in Lancaster is much uh, much more convenient. And it's actually pretty nice. It's a cool little town. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've, I don't know at what point this started, but at least now it's not... At least growing up in the Philadelphia area, I always felt like it always felt so far away, yeah. and also more of an old person town. Amish, Amish, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely thought it was just run by the Amish, but it's actually there's a lot to do for for younger people. It's a very happening scene out mm. Lancaster now, for sure, for sure. And and most like like they have a, like good venues there and stuff, so like bands are there all yes. the time, and so yeah. it's not like a it's not it's. It's like sort of in the middle of nowhere, but also not. Yeah, right, yeah. You know what I mean? And you're closer to Hershey Park than us. I That's am true. I'm very That's close true. to Hershey Park. Did yeah. you guys see the news about that? They're building a new oh, section Hershey, to the park. It's, it's like called Chocolate World. Chocolate World? Yeah. yeah. I thought they already had a Chocolate World. I think that's Chocolate Town or Chocolate... I forget exactly what it is. Okay. But this new place is... It's mostly just a new like outdoor space to expand the park. I guess they're to free up some congestion yeah uh-huh. but they're also advertising there's a new coaster coming oh. and it's going to be their longest fastest and some other adjective roller coaster to date dangerous that's dangerous. yeah <laughs> yeah no seat belts <laughs> just <laughs> gravity good luck <laughs> but, well that's exciting do, you, do we have a date on that uh, 2020 2020 yeah. okay okay we got to use our so we've been doing this show for a long time uh yeah. some would say uh we're in our fifth year that's a while. Yeah. I feel like I got to start taking advantage because like, I'm a journalist at this point. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I got to start getting press passes and yeah. shit. I, but it's like, you know, I only honestly really tried once and was immediately. But I mean, at least they wrote me back. Yeah. I wrote to the WWE. And this was my fault. It was like. It was like a week before the event. It was like, hey, can I get some press passes for the sold out event? They're like, no, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we're dumb? <laughs> but I'm saying we could get a we could get some sort of press credentials to go on a uh, you know a private tour yeah. of the new Chocolate World no line coaster ride as many times as you want. Right. And you'd be like, I have to bring these other four people for quote unquote production. Yeah, 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 and we my crew like this right. guy has to hold the 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 microphone. Yeah, I'm the, not touching he's it. He's got a, like a boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean we've we've done live remotes from there for the past two years. Yeah, so we're big fans. So Hershey, I know you're out there listening, Milton. Uh, hook us up, okay? 2020. Have you ever done the Hershey Park in the dark? What is that like a Halloween thing? Yeah, it's like the Halloween thing. Yeah, we yeah last year we went. Uh, during Halloween season, so and then it got dark, and then they had all the Halloween area, right? And you can ride the coasters in the dark and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I've never done it before. I'm actually going to do it for the first time in a few weeks. Um, well, someone I work with, they got not passes, but they got some discounted tickets through the station, yeah, the yeah. station. And so um, they had a couple extra, so we're all getting a group together. We're going to do Hershey Park in the dark in a few weeks. Riding, excited for that. You're going to fucking love it. Riding roller coasters in the dark is a pretty cool experience. Are you a coaster freak? I am once, once I'm on it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in the line, I look at it and then like, I get 
a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. But like, once I'm on it, I'm like, let's just do this. Let's yeah. just do this. I yeah. think I'm in your same boat. Like, um, when I'm sitting in there waiting for them to check all the seatbelts, that's when I start getting butterflies in my stomach. Right. But then once I'm riding, I'm like, this is the this, this is the awesome. most fun I can have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like there's been an uptick in roller coaster accidents recently, or maybe oh. they're just reporting more. Oh, so maybe God. that that freaks me out a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, I'm still going for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to. That'd be a way to go, right? I mean, I'd rather go something to happen on a roller coaster than at overnight in my bed. Right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he got launched my roller coaster <laughs> eighty feet in the air. It was crazy. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I have to give a quick update, real quick. Um, I went to. Is it quick? Yeah. Uh, it's, this is the quick update. Uh, brought to you quickly uh, by Quicken Loans. That was funny. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but I went to the Boost Corner. Okay, it's the first time in a while. Yes. I went to the arcade. Uh, because that's where I play pinball, and we got two new machines in that bitch. I okay. saw your Instagram story. I was very excited about this development. We got the Ghostbusters machine, okay? Ooh. A very, very fun new table. Uh, tough. Very tough, very fast. And then we also got a Dale Earnhardt Jr. table. Which is probably from seems like late nineties, early two. Now, what are the? Are, do we have any bells and whistles on that Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Uh, any fun little obstacles? <sighs> any interactive elements like a car going around a track or something? Oh well, yeah, it's uh, pinball. So it's like there's a car you hit that you opens up the garage, of course, and mm-hmm. then there's like a air. So when you fucking shoot the ball, it goes around once or twice and then goes into the field of play. Okay. And there's like car sounds like, you know, Daytona, of course, as we talked about <laughs> uh, privately. Uh, but it's great. And it's 50 cents. So that's always a plus. Mm-hmm. But two of the machines, the getaway and the excuse me for making that noise nose noise that's disgusting <laughs> i apologize to the at-home listener unless you're into asmr then you're welcome okay <laughs> um and the metallica both have like these things uh i'm obviously making uh, field goals with my hands but it's like a rectangular card that's like some sort of like they're official machines of like some sort of philadelphia pinball club thing and like you can enter your scores and stuff and it's like that's very cool yeah I think in the culture at large, uh, and by that I mean, you know, the small bubble that I exist in and, you know, the curated shit I see online, I think that pinball is having a bit of a resurgence and it makes I think me it very happy. Is you too. are correct, I would believe. Yeah, you yeah. guys you guys feel that I too? Do. I do. I feel like I started getting that sense maybe like a year or so ago when I started noticing people actually streaming on Twitch pinball. mm and like even um, if you find it, sometimes they stream tournaments mm-hmm. where it's just like a camera set up on a pinball table, but then you see and hear all the background noise of people walking around. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And then I also like, you know, if you actually go into the city of Philly, there's like pinball clubs and whatnot. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, what's this place called you're at? This is uh, Boots Corner. Boots. It's it's the uh, it's like the local farmer's market in town. Okay. So it's only open Saturday, Sunday. And then it's like... Just the weirdest fucking place. Okay. But uh, they have a mid-level arcade, which at this point is like five pinball machines in there. Got and a couple we, uh, prize machines, a couple racers. They got a, a couple, classic Pac-Man. Do they sell the... Centipede. 
What is the gun game they have? Is that like LA Machine Guns? I don't think they have that. They just got a new... It's like a very new and gigantic, like one of those Buck Hunter games. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I was in there. There's a, a woman. She must have been 70 in there for like an hour. Just she was like a pro. It's like, that's what's <laughs> up. Respect to you. I've been to a couple of arcades in the area, Philly, surrounding areas. But the best arcade I've ever been to, it was a couple years ago. My girlfriend and I, we took a trip out to Cleveland. Um, she's a she's from Minnesota. She's a huge Twins fan. Oh. So we actually went there because the Twins were playing the Indians. That's it was cool. a bit of an anniversary thing. Yeah. But um, while we're in Cleveland, we found I can't remember the name of the arcade. But it was an arcade slash bar type thing. Yeah. And it had all all the classic games and just the the atmosphere. Um, all the games were really cool. All the drinks were named after like eighties movies or yeah. games That's or fun. characters. Yeah. Really cool. Um. I had, there was a drink called um, Commando from the Arnold movie. It was I don't remember what was in it, but it was my favorite one. I had had a couple of them, but they had like they had a, they had a, um, a Hulk Hogan. They had a Woo, which was the um, Ric Flair. We had to order it like that. You had, you had a Woo, yeah, Woo, yeah. It was pretty cool. But yeah, the, and, but the whole atmosphere, the a lot of neon lights. Uh, they had a lot of the classic games. And the one thing I liked that they had multiple. Like Pac-Man arcades, multiple pinball yeah. machines, so the the lines or people waiting to get their chances were uh, weren't crazy. Um, and it had uh, the walls you can all draw, and it was I don't think it was chalk, maybe it was I can't remember. Yeah, but there was a bunch of people you can sign things. There was movie quotes everywhere. Hands down, the best I guess barcade is what they typically that's call the them. Ter- yeah, 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 that was the best one I've been to. That's awesome. That's yeah. fucking great. I do love that. I mean, I guess it's people our age becoming adults. There's more things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it, baby. Yeah. 100%. Well, it's, I mean, that's like, I mean, 1984, but that's a dive bar. Yeah. Where yeah. like half the machines are broken <laughs> at yeah. any given time. Yeah. But they're only a quarter. Right. So it's like. It, it bounces out. And they, I feel like they admit that. They're like, just come if you want. Right. Just like, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> We have karaoke on Wednesdays, but I love that place yeah. just because it's, you know, it has that dive bar feel to it, which if you ever get comfortable in a dive bar, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's like, then you always have a place, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You ever been to uh tattooed mom? Yep. Yeah. It's one of my favorite places to go to um, whenever I'm with my girlfriend, we're friends and whether we're celebrating someone's birthday or around New Year's when we go downtown, we always go to Tattooed Mom. One it's, of my favorite spots. It's so uh, good. yeah, we were we've done. That, that's where we do our live shows. Oh, okay, yeah. What, how many times have we done it there? Two, three, three, yeah, three times at Tattooed Mom. They're always great. a good time. They got good food. Yes, it's a good spot. Yeah, down on South Street in South Philly. Street in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, when I was a kid hearing about South Street and like. For whatever reason, I think my dad was like, that's where all the the weirdos hang out. It's crazy down there. But then you go down there, it's just a street. It's just <laughs> a street. There's just, there just happens to be a lot of businesses there. Yeah. There's a condom kingdom. There is a condom kingdom. Yeah. Which, I mean, I put, that's right across the street from T-Moms. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's in uh, all the pictures that we get taken of us in front of it. Condom kingdom's in the back. I thought it was... Never mind. We'll talk about that later. No, um, we won't. I don't want to. <laughs> Sometimes when like I like walk into a store or I see something like South Street where there's like a lot of different colors and designs and like I sort of go like blind to that. That's like a little bit overwhelming. Okay. And like I don't register it. 
Like, I can't tell you the number of times I'll go into a store for the first time, and because I don't know the layout, it's, like, overwhelming, I need to, like, stand in the doorway, and everybody's like, can you please move? I'm like, I'm having a moment here. <laughs> I, uh, uh, you, you, there's Lorenzo's Pizza on South Street. Yeah, they have the big slices, right? Huge yeah, slices. Okay, been yeah, they're now at the Wells Fargo Center for, like, $16 a slice. Whoa, Something geez. just outlandish, but the sign is a, is a hand, it's like a drawing of a woman with, uh very graphic nipples <laughs> it's like almost like geez tone down the nipples on that hand-drawn woman but uh, sex sells i guess right. you know what i mean you get it but lorenzo is one of those places where if like you're like do you want to go to lorenzo's but you're with someone that's like lives in philadelphia they're like oh fuck you go to lorenzo you know what i mean it's yeah. one of those situations which if that's your prerogative that's fine. Uh, do you guys remember on the Chasing Amy DVD? <laughs> okay. Where are you going with this one? Um, this is probably one of my favorite DVD extras. Just one of those things. Not because it's good, just because it's so strange and it's stuck with me. Uh, so, so you know, you know DVD commentary tracks, of right. course. Mm-hmm. Well, this particular one had to come with a disclaimer beforehand of a video of kevin smith um being like hey guys it's me kevin smith i'm from new jersey um he's like on this commentary track (laughs) dude it's so weird it's like on this commentary track you might hear me um saying some derogatory things about dvd but uh I, that was a while ago, and I don't feel that way anymore, <laughs> dude. And, and like on the commentary track, Wait, he he bashed DVD like, yeah, like the format. The, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because on commentary track, he's like, "I hope you're watching this on Laserdisc." Fuck DVD, and he said it like several <laughs> times. Like, I got that on Laserdisc. Fuck DVD, but <laughs> obviously Laserdisc didn't catch on. Right. right. So I guess someone was like, "Kevin, listen, <laughs> you got to record something saying that." You apologize for bashing DVD before. <laughs> it's like the most unnecessary thing I've ever seen in my life, but it's just, I saw that like 10 years ago and I still think about it like once a month at least. So. Those, um, I don't know the official term, but those are what I would call earworms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have so many of those. Yeah. It's unbelievable how much of my head is just filled with like earworms. And a lot of dumb shit. A lot of it's like just random quotes from snl sketches oh uh, yeah and like yeah. other stuff like that like um there's one that i think of constantly it's uh uh eucla why did you go to a good school like pepperdine <laughs> <laughs> and that's from a sketch with steve buscemi hiring uh, or in an interview where he's interviewing chris Catan, and he's looking at chris Catan's resume and he's like you 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 eucla what is that and chris Catan goes no no, no that's ucla <laughs> <laughs> It's like you claw. Why don't you go to the good school at Pepperdine? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, oh, do you want to get into this now? Yes. Uh, okay. It is time. Uh oh. Dom, do you like memes? I love memes. Well, guess what? If they're funny, it is time for the glorious return of Meme Corner. The segment of the show where we discuss memes. Uh, and we discuss all the happenings in meme, meme culture. Yes. Okay. Um, I think, Mike, the last time we had Meme Corner, you hit the nail on the head that memes have a life cycle of like 24 hours now. The one we're about to talk about is over. 
it is over, but it lasted for longer than 24 hours, which has made it cool because it reminded me of like the American Chopper meme or the dancing hot dog from last year where it had or the um, envious boyfriend meme where like it had a bigger moment and it sort of took over culture. But this one's over already, but it lasted for three days. It's the moth meme one. Have you seen this? I don't think I have. Moth that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Um, let me... Like, can you talk about why moth so, as in the bug? Yes. Yeah, moth. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's base. It's I haven't seen one format. It's just moths in general are being used across all formats. And like the joke is that moths are attracted to light. Yes. Right. So it, it's just a bunch of different memes talking about how moths like light. <laughs> I just and it was like sent you on Instagram. Uh, a gallery that you can um, scroll through, but yeah, oh, a full gal. Like Mike saying, it seems like this moth thing has permeated every single format. Yeah, and it's just moths like lamps. Yeah, and it was like it came in, and for some reason the word flood, the word lamp is written with an umulot over the a. Uh, I yeah, see that a lot. One of those things like that. But yeah, like I don't know, like what happened, but like one day I was like, I saw a moth meme, and I was like, that's kind of funny. And then the next day, my whole explore tab was just completely <laughs> filled with moth memes. Uh, Crimey. I don't know, and I don't know what it is about it, but they're hilarious. It's all about moths liking light. Yes, that's and it. use and it's that's the entirety of the and joke. it's always the one picture of the moth where it's like this really. It, it must have been like taken like high zoom because it's like a pixelated moth and like it looks like a huge moth too and everybody just used that one image and then manipulates that however they see fit yeah very fun it's funny speaking the malls and speaking of the earworm thing we're just talking about there's one that usually sticks with me um it's actually from i don't remember the i think oh disney pixar movie a bug's life yes yes and it was a really random scene where i think there's uh, malls outside of a trailer and one says hey don't look at the light <laughs> and he goes i can't help it and he drifts right into it and burns it up <laughs> yeah that's one has always stuck with me through life i was like why the name him harry i don't know so many things about it have you guys ever been to disney world i have not i have there is a did you go on the bugs life thing at no, animal kingdom uh i was not at animal kingdom it's like a it's like a theater show okay but it's like uh it scared the shit out of me i went in like 1999 so i was in sixth grade so i was like you know i should have not been as big of a pussy as i was and and uh we went on two things that really fucked me up one was called like alien encounter or some shit that was a scary ass ride and they don't even have it anymore that was at epcot i believe no, or, no, no tomorrowland yeah and it's like it's someone so the gimmick is you're in a theater right and there's a they're gonna transport something from they're showing off there's transportation technology and there's this thing in the middle of the room and they transport something in but it turns out to be like this murderous alien that breaks out of the cage well, and like you're strapped in and the way they do the effects it's like the aliens like blown in your face and jumps on your shoulders and shit it's like a vr thing it's no it's like a immersive i guess what they call 4d yeah, okay. so like yeah, you're in a seat yeah. that shakes when the alien breathes there's like cool jets that breathe on your that's um spurt on your neck okay um there's like some other things too at like one there's point, speakers like right around your ears so like yeah. you can hear like whispering and like um, chittering yeah and at one point you're uh so there's like so it's you're in pitch black and uh 
there's like an effect where there's some guy walking around with a flashlight. It's like anyone down there, and then that dude gets eaten and his oh. blood falls on him. <laughs> it's fucked up. But anyway, I digress. Yes. Uh, it um, reminds me a little bit of what um I hear the uh the Avatar ride is like there now. I haven't been on it, but I've heard um stories about how immersive that is. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like that. It's uh. Well, that reminds me of um. The there was a Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie, ah. uh, like three D movie, like the Terminator one. Yeah. And when I went in there, I sat down and I noticed that there was something under my seat. I felt this like sort of like nub protrusion. I kept fidgeting with it, and then eventually the movie started, and I forgot about that until in the movie, it's like they filmed it in such a way where like it's sort of kind of like you're on a ride with um. Rick Moranis yeah. and you as the audience member get shrunk down too mm-hmm. and so then at some point in the movie there's like a bug around you and this fucking plastic wire shoots out of that knob and then like sw- um, smacks your legs yeah. Yeah. and I was like if I was playing around with that and that shot out that would probably like send a hole in my hand yeah you would have fucking owned uh, yeah. Rick Moranis's ass yes <laughs> um so is that a, any other memes? Or it's just no, the moth. It's I I hate the fact that the life cycle memes are just one and done. Yeah, it's like somebody comes up with something funny, and then a couple hours later, people are like, "No, no." That was funny. It's like people people realize it's like, oh, like dancing hot dog and envious man or envious boyfriend, and those other ones are like these are big cultural moments. So now we're all trying to make it into a big culture thing. Yeah. But it never works like that. And I feel like the uh, envious boyfriend has that's still has around. Some, yeah, it has some lasting powers. It, it, it's it, it was so popular it transcended. Yeah, yeah, and it became just a way we now share information with people. Right, right. I actually saw uh, the latest one I actually saw from that was um, I'm sure if you guys have seen the the beautiful and glorious uh, new mascot Gritty from yes. The Flyers. Yes, yes, I saw course. one uh, with the Envy's boyfriend was walking with the uh, Philly fanatic. Yeah. yeah. He was turning around and he was looking yeah. at Gritty. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> How do you feel about Gritty? I've done a complete 180, actually. Okay. At first, I was I was upset. I was like, what is this thing? Agreed. Why, why are we doing this? Yeah. The Flyers don't need this. Flyers this don't thing need is this a mess. Yeah, yeah. And then it caught on like wildfire and... He was on the day after it launched. He was on Good Morning America, yeah. the Today Show. It yeah. just blew up everywhere. And there's so many funny memes and um, photos. Like, there's different things I saw. And I was, I was like, well, I, yeah, think, I think he's I like a him. meme. He's, yeah. 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 He has so much personality. And I feel like his first day on the ice was like the perfect introduction to him. Because from what I saw from video recaps was that like he was falling all over the yeah. places. Yeah. He shot someone like in the head with a t-shirt gun. Yeah. Yeah. He fell he right shot on the, his ass. Yeah. He fell shooting <laughs> the cannon. Yeah. There was another video that came. I'm not sure if it was during an intermission or pregame where mascots were skating around. And out of nowhere, Gritty comes flying in, and he's taking them all out. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, he won me over. I love it. I love it. Uh, and someone, uh, uh, someone, one of the writers was like, he was doing the gimmick where uh, there was like a Rangers fan, and he dumped a giant bag of popcorn on him, and then dumped a second one. So, you know, that's fun. Yeah, but, of course. And he's just so crazy looking. Yeah. I'm into it. For, I, <laughs> I don't know if he, you guys should look it up. He was on uh, Conan. Conan, I did, yeah. And then he took the mask <laughs> off. <laughs> and it looks like, still looks like Gritty under the mask. <laughs> it's so good, so good. Yeah, so very good. good. I know people, a lot of people from out of state that I know, they kind of, um, 
bash the uh, Philly fanatic. Yeah. And then some out-of-state people I know, non-Flyers fans, um, were bashing Gritty. So I almost feel like I love the fanatic. I stand up for the fanatic. Mm-hmm. I have to take that same approach with Gritty. Yeah. And so I'm, was, I'm full on board with Gritty now. I bet if we didn't have the fanatic and then you introduced the fanatic in 2018, it would have the same reaction as Gritty. Like people are like, what the fuck is this? You're Probably. ruining the brand. Yeah. 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 And then immediately like do 180 and be like, no, he's great. The second know. someone from out of town says something negative about it, that's when we embrace it. Yes. Yes. Like, I can say <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, I want. You, you can't can. say exactly. shit. All right. And I mean, that's the way it should be. We got to take a quick break folks. Okay. okay. We're going to come back. Uh, and talk about some more stuff. Okay, we'll be right back. What's going on? Uh, it's Adam Costa. I am here with Mike Antonelli, the ho- one of the hosts of the official Doom Thumbs podcast, mm-hmm. which is, to my knowledge, the largest podcast in what county exactly? The number one podcast in Delco. Okay. And to that end, where else better to advertise that uh, I will be, uh, Costa Realty Group will be hosting a car show on the 27th of October. In partnership with uh, Chief Ray Fuller of Engine 40, I was thinking, you know what? Why don't I do even more stuff? <laughs> and um, I called my good friend Ray. We've known each other since we were children. And I said, hey, Ray, I want to I host a car show at your firehouse to benefit the first responders of our community. Mm-hmm. Because these are the people that come and save your fucking life. Mm-hmm. So... Who better than to uh, have a car show in their name and honor? So what I'm doing is Chief Ray has given me the lot uh, across the street. I'm going to have uh, parking at the old Boothwind Fire Company. It's on the 27th. <clears throat> it's uh, Tires and Fires. Probably should have said that at the beginning. You can like it on Facebook. If you want to come, all you need to do is let me know your your name, your email, your cell phone, the make and model of your car, and I will guarantee you a spot. We have some of the most beautiful cars coming so far. I'm happy to report mine is the slowest and the ugliest so far, which is exactly <laughs> what I'm shooting for. Uh, it's going to be 100% free to the public, cost of, uh, cost of realty groups financing everything, and we're going to have a 50-50 for benefiting the firehouse. Mm. And uh, something for the kids, I haven't decided what, maybe pumpkin painting or something, but it would mean a lot if we saw you there, and I still have spots to fill. So if you know someone that wants to come, have them get in touch with me, 610-227-5614, and we'd really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you guys at tires and fires uh, my goal is to gridlock booth win which is my i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> so that's tires and fires october 27th what time it's going to be at 10 o'clock in the morning until one in the afternoon i'm going to have food trucks and local places to provide sounds like a good fucking time there's going to be music yep it's just uh, going to be a good time yep local dj will be providing the music for the firehouse uh he's donating his services for free which i think is really admirable so uh, come out and support him as well and he's looking to make his name as a dj and it's going to be freaking awesome and i really need your support yeah because guess what happened mike tell me that Oh, okay, so there's a, a very well-established car show in Newark called uh, Gears and Beers. And guess what, gang? They decided to do it the exact same day. Oof. And I had a choice. Do I run away like a coward 
or do I stand my ground and hold press this on, show? Press on. So I was very fortunate to uh, get some great advice from a great friend sitting across from me right now. And he said, the show must go on, baby. So I said, let me borrow a little airtime so we can get some people to a fun family event free of charge. Mm-hmm. And we need those cars. We so need those cars. If you know, you know. If you know anyone, what are we looking for? Anything in particular? What's your? Because you got a you got a big old muscle car. I got a muscle car. We got everything. You take a Porsche. You could take a Porsche. I have I have lifted up trucks. I have uh, really crazy uh, exotic like uh, Hondas and things like that. I have uh, vintage '60s muscle. I have '70s. I have everything from. Let's like, get some low riders in there, gang. Bring it all. Some uh, with the uh, hydraulics, the whole thing. You got it. So we hope to see you there. Tires and fires. It's a great event benefiting our firefighters at the Booth and Firehouse. Shout out to Chief Ray Fuller, class of 2005. Great guy. Always very polite and nice to me personally, so I support him. Uh, See you there, gang. Thanks. Everybody to the Doom Thugs Podcast, episode two seventeen. Mike here with Harrison. Hey, hey, and Dom. I appreciate that Paramore there. I'm a humongous fan. How fucking great is this new album? Oh, I love it. So 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 good. I uh, I probably listened to it one thousand times. Same. <laughs> it's on. It's on a constant rotation for me. I'm, I'm always listening to songs from there. It's so. Like, there was one day at work that I, not an exaggeration, I probably listened to it five times just on a loop, just because, I mean, it's it's very short, yeah, but, like, yeah. but it's just like, because it, it was on like repeat, and I was like, well, I guess we're going again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn off hard times, it's already on. <laughs> so good, yeah. And it's one of those things, I feel like so many of the songs have different messages, but lyrically somewhere in there they all kind of speak to me in some sense yeah it was it was really bizarre the first time i listened to it i was like is Haley williams in my brain right now <laughs> right, when she wrote right, this album right, it's amazing right. and it's like the you could get two different things from the songs uh if you're in uh you know listening to the lyrics and take them that way versus just the music because it, yeah. it's such a it's such a dancey fucking poppy uh, electronic record. Yeah, it has a lot of an it has an eighty sound to it. Too, yeah, I think. yeah, but it's so clean. And it's, good. Yeah, it's really really good. But then the 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 lyrics are like, "Whoa, um, are you all right, Haley? <laughs> 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 some shit." But I 
was marveling at the fact that I mean Paramore. I can't remember a time before they were around, and uh, Miss Williams is like twenty nine. Right, she's not even thirty. Not yeah, yeah. Mm. Param- when like did she doing went, it for so long? When did Misery Business come out? When she was like fifteen? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know they're not doing that song anymore. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It kind of disappoints me. It's a good song, but it's it's because uh, the the there's some slut sh- quote unquote so slut shaming yeah. in the in the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean we're all we're all works in progress. Right. Am I right? <laughs> I think the thing that upsets me the most um, that's the song where they perform it in concert where they. It's usually an extended version, mm. and um, they bring someone up on stage to sing and dance yeah. th- that last part yeah. with her on stage. It's probably the best part of their of their concerts. So the fact that they're not doing, going to perform that song anymore. You ha- have have you seen them in concert? I have. I will never uh, get over the fact that I discovered. Like I started listening to this album after they toured it, so I didn't see it oh yeah so you know that i'll have to wait 10 years to the, <laughs> to the uh revival tour yeah. but i saw them down at um geez i'm drawing a blank on the facility 69th street uh Ta- the tower. tower yeah, yeah i saw them there and that's they're really good awesome yeah that's a historic theater yeah. david bowie recorded an album he did there. i think they actually mentioned that did they really? so, yeah they uh, did and the theater just the, the acoustics of it and the way they play their music it just fits so well in there and um i was also surprised i know she was a short girl but seeing her there in person, I was like, wow, she's really small. And she oh, brings really? a lot of energy to the stage. Oh, yeah. I watch. I mean, I'm on, a, I'm on Instagram a lot. So I see a lot of <laughs> concert videos. Yeah. And she's always she's always moving. She's the best. Uh, I don't get into it, but I feel like I sort of know that there's a ton of uh, drama within, within the group and stuff. Uh, but I don't. I choose to say above that with Paramore. Yeah, I think they, it used to be they're pretty solid now. Yeah, their old guitarist and and drummer they were brothers and they had issues with her. Yeah, and then there's mm-hmm. like they lawsuits and stuff. Well, yeah, there was a bassist who on the album before the one that's out now. I guess he felt he didn't get enough writing credits for some songs. Yeah, and so he left, and yeah, he did file a lawsuit. But interesting enough, the drummer who was originally in the band who left, he's back he, in it now. Yeah, yeah, and um. He and Haley are like good friends right now. Actually, one of the songs on the album, I think, it's called uh, called Grudges. Uh, yeah. She wrote that about them, about their friendship. Yeah, and he didn't even realize it. I was watching the interview they did with uh, I think BBC One. Yeah, yeah and yeah. um, she mentioned she mentioned that it was about him, and he's like, "What? I, you know, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Songs about me? It's pretty funny. Uh, that's awesome. I uh, their um, NPR Tiny Desk performance. Oh, good stuff. Very good. But it's like. Uh, he just has like a drum machine. Yeah. Set at the end of the song, he just turns. On the- <laughs> I've done my job. Yeah, yeah. And if there's like little knobs, he's he's like messing with during the song, but we know it's good. <laughs> but uh, speaking of songs, Harris. Oh, every single week we post a question on our social media, and then you, the audience member listening, respond. We read back those questions and discuss it. But to kick off this segment, at the reach into the fan mail bag. Pull out a song. This week's song goes a little bit something like, come read my fan mail, tweet inside, read by the light of the moon, come read my fan mail, I'll read mail soon. (laughs) The great Melissa Etheridge. Well, you know, I hear she's a lesbian. That's a little Johnny Carson. (laughs) Uh, This week's question was, if you could be a vampire, would you? Oh, yeah. 
So the first Halloween question of 2018. We love it. We love Halloween. We love ghosts and goblins. I've uh, been watching a lot of 90s. <laughs> 90s Carson. Okay. He's out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can answer these questions on Facebook.com slash Doom Thugs Podcast. Uh, message from Connie. Yes. So I can walk around saying, quote, I want to suck your blood. I added that accent myself. Yes. And of course, to live forever. And if I'm lucky, find my vampire soulmate. Insert Twilight reference here. There are some hunky vamps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm an Edward guy, yeah. personally. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Connie's sister, Tammy, says, yes, eternal life and youthful looking skin. Signed me up yesterday. Mm, that's two for yes. Two from the Sparks sisters. Thank you, Tammy and Connie. Over on Instagram.com. No, that's not how Instagram works. At Doom Thugs on Instagram. Christy says 100% immediately. There you go. Oh, she wants it now. Yeah. Right now. China uh, says to Christy, cosign, bye. <laughs> there you go. Jake says. No way! Those things are bad guys. So Jake's so far the lone dissenter? Maybe the only sane person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kevin Gallagher from the Everything is Awesome podcast at the That Nerdy Kev. Good dude, good friend. Uh, Only if I could be the day walker like Blade. A little hybrid. Mm -hmm. Can we also all assume those Sparkling assholes don't exist. Oh, ouch. Coming hard at that toilet. Isn't like a day walking vampire like cheating kind of like yeah. it's like all right, I'm gonna it's not full vampire. Right, right. Like I'm a vampire but only by the rules I want. That's not how it works. <laughs> I'm gonna be Superman without that whole kryptonite yeah, yeah. issue. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that kid that when you play like imagination with, he's always like, just like stop inventing powers <laughs> to co- to be more powerful than all mine. Right. Uh, we had a family friend who had a daughter that, um, uh, and like we'd play like it'd be like we didn't have anything in common, and it was it was like oh, our parents are hanging out, so we're like forced to be around, and like we play like, Uno or something, and like just literally every single card she put down would be like a new rule that she invented that <laughs> caused me to have to draw more cards. And it's just like, fuck off. It's, um, I'm trying to watch this tape I rented of Michael Jackson Moonwalker, so don't give me shit. <laughs> and our friend Justin Un- Unra, Unra, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you've told me how to say it. Heck yeah, I turned into Brad Pitt from Interview with a Vampire and have long, luxurious hair. Yeah. There you go. Only only one nay. Wow. Very shocking and surprising. Uh or maybe not. Uh what do you, what do you guys think? Um well, I guess vampires are a little bit of a blind spot for me. Vampires and werewolves never really got into. Okay. Okay. No, I mean I obviously I know what and who Dracula is, but I've yeah. never yeah. I've never seen a Dracula film. I've never seen an interview with a vampire. I know. My, um, most of my vampire knowledge is of my Otis Mon from Digimon. I don't know if you ever watched <laughs> the villain. Okay. <laughs> to me, that's the most popular vampire. I don't know, I don't, 
outside of that, yeah, I don't know. Vampire Weekend, I like that band. Yeah, fuck yeah, but Let's I, get outside, that fourth album going. Yeah. going. Outside of that, though, I don't, I don't know too much about vampires. Well, let me give you the rundown, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. I know the sun issue. They like to suck blood. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to, to live. You have to kill people. I, mean, I think someone mentioned living forever. I didn't realize they could do that. Eternal life. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, if you. <laughs> So if you meet a girl you're into and you want to take it long term, you have to kill them and turn them into a vampire, mm-hmm. which I mean, but then, um, you know, it, it's like a compounding thing because you always need the taste for blood. So it's like with being a vampire, there is also the fact that you basically have to be a serial killer. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't consider that. Right. Well, that's and then of course garlic. If you like, gar- well, and you can't eat real food anymore. I love garlic. Right. Now it's poison to you. Oh, I didn't read the. Uh, it seems like a hassle to be. A you vampire. gotta sleep in a coffin. I gotta murder. You yeah, can't, that's not that's not easy. Like daily, daily to get your sustenance, and it has to be at night because I can't go out in the sun. Right. The sun will kill you. Yeah, there's some. Uh, sometimes silver can kill you. Yeah, sometimes there's a um, oft forgotten about rule that you can't enter any house or other place of business without being invited in yes which is a hilarious sequence from what we do in the shadows absolutely if you have not seen that movie i no. highly recommend getting on that oh, that's honestly that's the only vampire media you need yeah. what's it called again what we do in the what shadows, we do in the shadows. who's in that uh taiki taika what taika what the guy who directed thor ragnarok okay uh he directed that and also stars in it um Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concord is in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of other New Zealand and Australian actors. I'll put it on my list. You should. It's 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 well, especially October. We'll yep. talk about the vamps. Watch, right? Come on. <laughs> watch Drag Me to Hell the other day. Never saw that before. Oh, that's a fun one. So gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Raimi, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I just bought a um, steelbook of Army of Darkness. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It is the. I love steelbooks. Your that's steel like book mark. That's my that's my kryptonite these days when it comes to Blu-ray or uh, buying physical. Are you grabbing movie. them at Best Buy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like those too. Um, this one is awesome. Uh, I I looked at it and I was like, this is awesome. It has this like really I can show you has this really cool art of um, Bruce Campbell uh, on the cover, and on the back it had sort of just the text of like this is this movie and here's what happens and here's all the special features, but that was just a piece of paper that was tacked on with one little dot of glue. Took that off, and then you have the sort of evil Bruce Campbell King character on the back. Oh, that's cool. There's that, and then oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's like my tenth steel book now. Wow. Yeah, I you, love. Them. You should melt them down, sell them to China. Yes. Okay. Uh, so based off everything you said, I think I might pass on the whole vampire thing. That's fair. Like, too many rules for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna do it. Here's my thing: is that um. One, what you brought up, you can't, you have to drink blood. Although in the show True Blood, there was a fictional blood substitute that was like ethical. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'm that, not hot enough to be a True Blood vampire. Right. I don't have abs. <laughs> okay. But I'm I thought I always thought I thought that was an interesting wrinkle to the mythos that they synthesized. It's kind of like how nowadays there's that like Beyond Burger. Um, the other thing is that if there are vampires, wait, the, what did you say? The Beyond Burger. Oh, pi- I thought you said Beyond Murder. No, Beyond Burger. I got it, I got it. Um, yeah. The other thing is that if there's the existence of vampires, does that necessitate that there are vampire hunters? 
I mean, if there's vamps, there's vamp hunters. There's so, a, like, if I, I have ch- to constantly look over my shoulder, now. right? Yeah. yeah in addition to not being able to put garlic on my pizza, right. like I would rather right. be a werewolf because it's only like one day out of the month I'm like tearing shit up, and other than that, it's cool. Right. <laughs> they <laughs> have like, issues with silver as well, correct? Yeah. Yes. That's the that's their only issue. Yeah, that's, that's your that's, only issue. You, the silver bullet is the only way to kill a werewolf. Okay. Folks out there taking notes, and of course, I base this. All right. So, what we do in the shadows is. That is vampire canon, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They got the facts right. Also, Monster Squad. Okay. Uh, everything in that movie is also correct, in my in my opinion, which is right. Yeah. Um. So you so that's three nays in the room. Yeah. Man, I mean they're. I mean I like to look at them. You know, I wear mo. I pretty much only wear black. Mm-hmm. So and I. At, I was thinking with my schedule. Uh, You're basically a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think I, I fit in with you there on the schedule. Yeah, working the overnight. Yeah, so it's and I, I mean I haven't done it in the winter yet, but I assume like I'm probably only going to see the sun once a week. <laughs> like <laughs> on my and that's if I don't sleep through the short period of time it's up on my days off. You know what I mean? Yeah, because once the sun come up in the in the winter noon, I don't know. <laughs> Eleven fifty nine ish, right around right, there. Yeah, so no, thank you. Uh, but thanks um, everyone for writing thanks in. Thanks for writing in. What uh, do we got coming up on the Halloween docket? T- uh, next week's question, which will be this is dropping on Monday, so tomorrow, Tuesday, the question we're going to post is: What is the best zombie movie? Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So get your uh, get your uh, thinking cap on. I appreciate you reading my uh, my answer to the Jerry. Mari question in the breakdown. I was oh yeah, in. I was yeah. Like, got in and after the bell. Always like to get in. those in, folks. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, this was on my older shift. My I still work the same shift at work, but I have to stay a little bit longer. But before when I was done my show at nine, I would come down the newsroom, hang out, and Jerry would come on on our network at ten, and oh. in the newsroom, like currently, this yeah. is a thing that happened, and it was like a thing. If you weren't busy. All your attention went to Jerry, <laughs> especially if it was something crazy going on. Yeah, yeah. Because um, especially if it was something odd, like for, if like two really pretty girls are on stage arguing about a dude, you know this guy's gonna look hideous. All right. Then, like, All right. So, like we're we're always waiting for like for that big reveal. Like, why are these girls here? What what, what kind of guy could they possibly f- be fighting over? Um, those. Uh, um, this is like all the different fights. People, maybe if, even if you are busy, yeah, and you heard the screams. Like people will push back from the desk, <laughs> like, "Oh, Jerry, Jerry, they're swinging!" And like all attention would go to Jerry. So as much as I love Mari, as of recent, Jerry has a little bit of a resurgence in my life lately. That's fun. It always, it's always fun in the newsroom. There's dead silence, and then people go, "Jerry, Jerry!" Yeah. <laughs> Everyone turn their head. Madness is going down. With Jerry Springer. There's a thing they do now that super stage I don't remember doing before is where they will hand the guests cups of uh, water <laughs> and you know that they're going to throw it on the other person and like they don't even try to hide it like a stage manager here here yeah yeah they would just like here hold this and it was like and then they would take like a fake a fake sip of it yeah and then but then you know they're just going to throw they're going to throw it on another person like, this is so stage <laughs> and sometimes they'd be holding it for a solid like minute or two yeah maybe even longer that's and a showman making yeah. them wait yeah yeah and we're Waiting, like, where are you going to throw the water? Check off a cup of water. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) Throw the water. (laughs) The real, the 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 real good ones, and they could. uh, This is like a lesson from pro wrestling. It's like they give it to you. 
then you got to wait until they forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then you bring it back because then it has more effect. Yeah, that's you know, all... These amateurs, they give them the water. It's right out of their hand. <laughs> it's like there's no, there's no stakes. <laughs> the, uh, real quick, the, the writer Shane Black, he once yeah. had an interview. He said one of the best moments like that in cinema is from Face Off when Nick Cage as John Travolta goes to the daughter's room and is like, hey, next time a boy gives you trouble, take out this butterfly knife and stab him. Yeah. And then an hour later... She busts that out and stabs him. Yeah. Like, you've yeah. completely forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then the next thing he said in the interview is, I love Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all his movies and interviews have Christmas in them. Yes. I think he neglected it in um, the new Predator movie. I yeah, think the, the, no it takes place in Halloween. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe that's why he I discovered a new that's, holiday. That's, that's why it wasn't as good. Right? That's why I said on Pop Battle like, that it wasn't at Halloween, so that's why it wasn't good. Right. Or it wasn't at Christmas. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all off my game. <laughs> he's like, things are orange. They're supposed to be red and green. Right. He's like, all right, make the snow. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> uh, uh, good. No, go uh, ahead, please. Uh, Harrison, I wanted to ask, have you made any more money recently with uh, oh, Nielsen? Good question. Good question. How's the career going? <laughs> uh, so I sent back the radio diary, and hopefully this week or next week I get my ke- uh, check from that. And then historically, the week after I get my check is then when the next development arrives. Right, oh, okay, right. so this is an exciting time. So I'm hoping that I get uh, bumped up to and promoted to the big boys of television ratings. So for how long has this been going on with you and Nielsen? <sighs> Two months, I guess. Two months. Okay, because yeah. I asked because. About a week before I heard it brought up on the podcast, I had a letter in the in the mail from Nielsen. It wasn't addressed to me; it was just to current resident. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten those sporadically before, but I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. Toss it in the trash. Oh no! <laughs> like they didn't even bother with it. And then I heard that, and I'm like, oh, there's opportunities. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I check my mailbox maybe two, three times a week. Yeah. yeah. I check it every day now. I'm waiting for uh, another letter for them. I'm trying to. I'm Give looking for the chance. opportunity. I need that. Dollar. I need that chance. I yeah. know that there's money to be had here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not getting back to me. I've been very, very upset, with motherfucker. And every time I hear it brought up on the podcast, I think about me just in slow motion in my head. I just picture me throwing that envelope yep. from Nielsen in the trash, literally the throwing table, money in the garbage. I throw it away. I'm so upset with myself. I just used uh, two of those crisp, and I mean crisp, so crisp they're sticking to each other. Oh. Two of those dollar bills today at the uh, festivals at. Oh, nice. Were they like, what, did you print these yourself? Jeez. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is the sharp. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my cutting glove out. <laughs> this smells like Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just like fake money? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is obviously fake. They're like, but they sent in the mail. It's got to be real. Why would that make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, tonight, as we record this, is it's Saturday. Uh, big fight tonight. I'm actually... Connor and Khabib, yeah, yes. you're watching the fight. I am watching the fight. Good. What time do you think that main event's going to go on tonight? Probably around midnight. Okay, okay. So where's it? Uh, where's the fight? In. Vegas. Vegas. That makes sense. Yeah. The main card starts at ten, but by the time I get to that main event, it'll be midnight. So, now we're talking Connor Khabib here. Yes. Uh, Connor's oh, that's first my favorite, fight uh, back uh, in Greek the- food. <laughs> <laughs> First fight back in the octagon after making ten billion dollars in that boxing. <laughs> yeah, fight. Do, do you have a do you have a do you have a pick? Are you willing to put your ass out there? I'm going to put it out there. Let's hear it. It might get hit hard, but I'm going to put it out there. I'm going with I'm going with Connor. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I think he's he's just too good. Uh, I feel like he's a. 
I mean, he's just. I, it's hard for me to go against him until he fails. Yeah, I know he lost that Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather fight, but yeah, that was different, different, whole right different now. beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like Khabib as a fighter. He's decent. Um, he's more of a a wrestler. Oh, uh, he more loves of a grappler guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Connor just he he just has that magic where he, if he can just get one hit on you, he could just just change the whole. He's night. one of the, he's he's much like Floyd Mayweather. Um, in that he's one of those guys that is great at making you want to see him get his ass kicked, but it, just never does. Never does. Never exactly. does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but here's my thing. Let me see if this makes sense to a sportsman like yourself. Oh, okay, <laughs> throw it at me. I I I somehow think that coming off of the insane high that the whole Mayweather. Uh, fight was and that huge payday and 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 just like being the biggest thing in the world there might be sort of a hangover effect where now it's like that was a new level that i was at now i have to go down to this old level i was at back to my old job maybe my heart's not as into it as it would be when this was now i've 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 reached new highs but he's gonna have the mentality of it's quote-unquote slumming it yeah yeah and it's like it's like you know i've done this before but you know i've seen i've watched uh looks like he's training hard in the 30 seconds on fox sports one <laughs> that, the, that they put up and with the like the the interview we're yeah. like i train whole i can't do it <laughs> i think that's a legit concern i think maybe if he came back to the ufc soon after doing that mm-hmm. i can see that hangover but i think the fact that he's he stepped away for a while yeah he's kind of had time to come down from that uh there's been a lot, a lot of, of crazy do a lot of crazy things yes. <laughs> <laughs> um there's been a lot of talk of him quote unquote running from the sport yeah uh, and so now he i think he he thinks he still has something to prove to people okay um they actually uh, he's actually not coming in as the champion because they stripped his title because he was away it for was so long. long yeah. So I think he has that to, to still fight for. Mm-hmm. And so I think just from where he came from, from very humble beginnings, yeah. I think he still has a little bit in that in him that he always feels like he has to prove something. Okay. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think what you're saying is a legit concern, but I think Connors is one of those people that just he'll rise to that level. Right, right. And so I... I, I I think he's, he's, he's very hard to bet against. Yeah, Unless, I think it'll be an interesting fight though. If he, I'm excited about it, and it's like you know, I'm not a giant UFC guy, but but I'm, Khabib's I'm a mauler, and so if he can get Connor to the ground, that that changes everything. Yeah. But Connor, he knows guys likes to take him down, so he trains hard on on defending those takedowns. Yeah. Um, real quick on Khabib, there's a real interesting video online. He's from. Somewhere, I think he's from Pakistan. I know he's from it's somewhere like Russia or former Soviet Union, like yeah, Tajikistan, some yeah, somewhere in those yeah, weird nations. Yeah. But there's a video, um, he's four years old and he's training with a grizzly bear. Get the what? Fuck out he's, of here. There's outdoors, maybe he might be a little older than four, maybe he's like seven, but there's Either it's a way, it's, yeah. it's a it's a cub grizzly bear, but it's worth <laughs> <laughs> if that makes a difference for you. But it, um, so it's only like you know, the size of a small car, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was it was. Put the, by his dad, he made him wrestle a grizzly bear, and his, <laughs> somebody filming it. And his dad is like coaching him on how to defeat a bear. It's, it's really, it's really bizarre, but it's like wow. Uh, well, I mean that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I was trying to figure out math at that point, uh, and he's out there wrestling grizzly bears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Ross. And he, Khabib has has one of the, uh, the more severe, uh, untaken care of cauliflower ears. Oh yes, right yes. Now. His I guess right or left ear is gross, mm. and it because you could get that shit drained, and it's almost. I feel like, uh, and I feel like this a lot with uh, Japanese pro wrestlers, but um, the cauliflower ear, and I'm not in the, the amateur wrestling culture at all. Harrison, you may be able to speak to this. Uh, <laughs> but it's almost like the cauliflowered up ear is almost like a badge of honor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm. Legit. When you see that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you're walking around, like, I don't, I want you to see this. Yeah. Like, I'm a fucking wrestler. You, you don't don't mess with me, bro. Look yeah. at my ears. Come on. Right, right. <laughs> and then you see Khabib just fucking throwing grown men around. Yeah. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, is that both Connor and Khabib, I mean, they could kick my ass, but I weigh 50 pounds more than them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see them on TV, they're all fucking ripped up, and, mm-hmm. but it's like, they must be like 5'3". Right. Because they only weigh 150? 155. I think they're waiting for this fight. I think Connor's like... 5'9", which is probably really like 5'8". Right. But, so yeah, right. so he's not a big dude at all. I'm 5'9 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> is there a big uh, wrestling event uh, tonight or early tomorrow morning? It's actually like Australia or this something? morning. Oh, this, this morning? morning? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. For the, for the East Coast U.S. audiences, it started streaming at 5 in the morning. Wow. Yeah. yeah so what, uh, what event was it? It was called uh, like the... Super Showdown? Australian Super Showdown. Okay. It was at uh, the, some cricket ground stadium that holds like a hundred thousand interesting people were there yeah. it's or, like a uh correct me if i'm wrong but it's sort of just like a special one-off event yeah, okay yeah. it's not like one of their main events like a um uh, SummerSlam or like a wrestle right. or something now like did that. they send the the a-listers there or was oh, yeah, the B-squad. baby so, yeah. okay so, so they In pull fact, out all the stops yeah. um the main event was the undertaker oh who who is i thought he was done he should be yeah he can't move it's (laughs) his body has been put back together so many times just let him rest but at this uh, point he's going to be literally become an undead yeah 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 and then it's like they pulled out all the stops for this show but they're even pulling out even more for this show that's coming up their second show in saudi arabia because they're putting on these Saudi shows because basically there's like one prince in Saudi Arabia who's a wrestling fan. Wow. And, you know, he has that crazy Saudi prince pa- money. Well, yeah, yeah, that power. So he's like, so the, so my ch- my one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Shawn Michaels, retired. HBK. HBK. I'm a huge fan as well. Retired from the business by The Undertaker maybe eight years ago at this point. Hasn't wrestled since. Maybe one of the only pro wrestlers in history to have a retirement match and then stay retired. Nobody does it. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes back. Shawn Michaels was like, I'm not coming back. It's over. I don't know what the amount is, <laughs> but for this Saudi show, he's coming out of retirement. Wow. So that this dollar must be amount big money. must be through the fucking roof right. for him to say, there's literally no way I could say no to that. Now, is he just making an, an appearance or is he going to actually fight? He's actually, like, he had an appearance on today's show. Okay. Um, I won't give you any spoilers, Harry. Okay. But that's basically to set up what's going to be a match at the Saudi Arabia show oh, wow. where he's actually going to be in ring action for. So, if I can read between the lines with my WWE knowledge, I'm guessing he did uh, what they would call uh, a pop. Did he? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but wow. It's. Was like, it. 
he's after a match pertaining to a particular so, individual. So, so this isn't a spoiler. This was that's fine. He's um, so he was so it was the Undertaker versus Triple H. Oh, okay. Right? And the game, yeah, the, the cerebral assassin. Yes. Uh, I love that nickname. But uh, and Shawn Michaels was in Triple H's corner, and in the corner of <laughs> the Undertaker was current <laughs> Knox County, Tennessee mayor Kane. Kane, yeah, <laughs> a sitting mayor <laughs> in full Kane costume in Australia, and then next month or whatever he's going to be wrestling in saudi arabia so that's that's gonna be fun so 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 it'll be like a tag match awesome and uh sean michaels will probably work you know you know punch his card for maybe 10 minutes at most 15 of actual like wrestling and probably make I don't know, $5 million? I don't know what the amount is, right. but Jesus criminy. I'm Let me do that once, please. And, Some uh, sweet chin music action. Fuck yeah. I mean, I'd pay $5 million if I was a Saudi prince just to see that. But uh, let's play a game. Okay. We Speaking are, of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are going to do a game that we haven't played in a long, long time. Can I say this something real is, quick? Sorry. Yes. The um, if you could ever, I don't forget which WrestleMania it is, but uh, so Motorhead sang "It's All About the Game" Triple right. H's music, and there was one where they did, they a did live. live. I remember that. <laughs> Lemmy didn't know any of the words. <laughs> <laughs> he basically just said "All About the Game" over and over. Again. Uh, all right, sorry about that. That's okay. So this uh. Rotten Tomatoes oh, game. Oh, yeah. I we forgot. Have, I, we I, haven't I, done it in so long. Yeah. It's just come with a little jingle. It, it does, does. It does. It's a real good one, too. Probably the best. Uh, <laughs> is it gone? Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Oh, no. This is not in any sort of alphabetical <laughs> order. It's just random. Now it is time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This game is not legally endorsed by or affiliated with Rotten Tomatoes. There it is, folks. There it is. All right, so um, let's just do three rounds. Okay. Each round, your score is going to be added together, and then whoever's on top between Mike and Dom wins. Fair enough. Right? All right, so um, we're going to start off with Mr. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. So pick a movie, and then his tomato score for that movie is the actual score you get for this round. Am I going first? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, whichever. I mean, if you want to go first. You're the game master. Uh, you tell us. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to go... Wow. I'm going to go Star Trek. Damn! All right. 2009 Star The very Trek. first one. Yep. 2009 Star Trek. Okay. Uh, Mike? Okay. Was he... In the most recent Mission Impossible film. He was. Can you give me a title? Mission Impossible. Uh, not the one with Metallica on the soundtrack. Okay. Mission Impossible, Fallout. Okay. Star Trek, 94%. Oh, God damn. Right, that, was, that, was, that was the one. Mission Impossible, Fallout, 97 Wow. 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 I'll take it. There you I'll go. All right. Okay. Good, good first round, you guys. Yeah, it was good. I didn't that know was a good that movie was too. So well received. It was a great movie. Wow, that's one of my top three of the year so far. Um, twenty eighteen. Yeah, 
Let's go with Miss Angelina Jolie. So, Mike, you can go first now. Okay. Now, she's been in a lot of trash. Mm-hmm. Someone was saying, I think it was Paul Rust, uh, was saying how um, Roger Ebert, like, it was pretty obvious he, like, had a crush on Angelina Jolie, so he was always, like, <laughs> always give her two thumbs super up. nice to her movies. <laughs> mm. She's in a lot of trash, too. Yeah. I think that's how he started out his reviews. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's trash, terrible, the writing, the right thing. But Angelina Jolie is great. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Tell her to call me. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Need an answer. Okay. Let's go with Hackers. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Huh. This is tough. I'm not a big Angelina Jolie fan. I'm just trying to rack my brain. I'm actually like movies. I couldn't think of anything that I didn't know was just shit. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the movie. Uh, something I think it's called Changeling. Yes. Okay. Ah, okay. okay. So hackers. Is that Clint Eastwood. Hackers. Mike. That's thirty-two. Oof. <laughs> Oof. And Changeling. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Should be right around here. Is a sixty-two. Sixty-two. Okay. okay. Her highest-rated movie is something she did called Gia. It's a movie from the 90s, but more recently, it. some of her higher profile or higher rated Rotten Tomatoes movies are the Kung Fu Panda series. I didn't even I know, know she, she was involved. involved. Yeah. yeah, she is. She's um, she's Jack Black. Yes. <laughs> she is the tiger character. Oh, okay. Sounds hot. Okay. Okay. I was real into that. Rule 34 all day. <laughs> R <All> slash. <right. laughs> yeah. You surged to the lead there, Dom. We're going to go with George Clooney. Mr. Clooney. Mr. Clooney, Dom, you're up. I'm definitely not going to say Batman. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to go Why with... Why did they put nipples on the coffee? <laughs> so weird. Such a weird A hundred years from now, that will be right. a very good question. How many levels of people <laughs> did that have to get through? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I'm going to go with Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Okay. Mike? I will go not, with... Last name, not Clayton. <laughs> I wish. Um. Oh, what's that called? Now tell me if I'm getting this title incorrect. Is it called Failure to Launch? No. What's it called? I'll tell you, Failure to Launch is a romantic comedy. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Bradley Cooper. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Nah, nah. <laughs> Pre Hangover. Right. Villanova, dude. <laughs> that new movie looks great. <laughs> Uh, shit. Let's go with... Are we going with the nipples? <laughs> uh, gotta go with it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna go with... I guess we'll say... I don't know. I can't think of what it's called. Ocean's Eleven. Okay. So, Michael Clayton, Dom, 90%. Okay. Ocean's 11 was, where is it? 82%. Mm. Now, Mike, you're going to kick yourself because uh, one of his more highly rated movies was Fantastic Mr. Fox. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I only think of, like, actual actors, not <laughs> voice actors. What's the movie I'm thinking of with Anna Kendrick? Oh, uh, um, Up in the Air. Up in the up Air. Up in the Air. That's a good movie. I yeah, enjoy that one. yeah. I like Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Uh, what's his? What's the? Uh, yeah, she's great. 
what's the fucking the musical with the the Coen Brothers? Oh, 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 oh brother, brother, where art thou? That would have been a good one. I forgot. What are either? Could you give me the score on those? See what I could have got. So up in the air was what two thousand nine. So that was ninety one percent. Yeah. And then what was the other one you wanted? Oh, brother, where art thou? That was. Where are you? That was seventy seven percent. Okay. Okay. I still will never like I can't ever fully trust Rotten Tomatoes again. But judging by what they gave Terminator Three and Terminator Four, yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. If you haven't listened to our Pop Battle or crossover episodes about the Terminator series, the most recent episode we did was about Terminator Salvation. Mm-hmm. At the end of the episode, we had a shocking revelation about what Rotten Tomatoes scored Salvation versus what they scored Terminator Three: Rise they of the do Machines. Salvation over three. No. no, they did three, three over salvation. Three like, like over come, like Citizen Kane almost. Like yeah. it's like, really yeah. Like, three was so high. I don't. Reason. I haven't seen it forever, but I don't remember liking that much about three. Not a lot. Nothing stood to like. out. Nothing no. to me. like. Yeah, that's a bunch of junk. What was it? Oh, but it's not the score. Spoiler: I don't know if that no. episode's out yet. Like the Terminator Salvation score or the Terminator. I'll, I'll bring it up right here. Okay, Termination three. Rotten Tomatoes. One hundred percent. No, uh, those Russian bots. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Can you quickly talk about the uh, the last the Ryan I've... Johnson thing? Yeah. Okay, so there was the study released, and the sort of quick snapshot was that this researcher found that uh, a majority, not necessarily like a large majority, but definitely over fifty percent, were um, Twitter bots associated with the Russian propaganda scheme sending negative backlash to the director of the movie, Ryan Johnson. Right. Then what it came out was that people were misinterpreting the data slightly. So it is true that there's a lot of people who send negative messages to Ryan Johnson about that movie. Yes. But what the real study was saying, if I if I understand this correctly, is that a certain percentage of them were linked to Russian bots, but not all of that negativity is associated with Russian bots. Mm-hmm. So there's that disparity between what was originally reported that all the negative backlash was Russian bots versus the reality that only a small um, portion of that was affiliated with Russian bots. I think the greater point he was trying to make is that, especially nowadays, especially you know in 2018 America, that a lot of the... Um, hate that is sent to people might also be sent by people who lean a certain way politically. Mm. If, if I said that correctly, meaning basically that the sort of right is also against what Ryan Johnson was doing. The, the right wing people were against what Ryan Johnson was doing with this movie and they were just voicing their displeasure much how they would also voice displeasure or the, uh, Things like that. So, The Last Jedi's peak liberal filming. Yes, yeah. that's what we're getting. Yes, yeah, it makes me sick. <laughs> yep. That's why I didn't like it. I, I can't send all these women. You know, <laughs> enough. So, Terminator Four, so Terminator Salvation got a thirty-three percent. That's a splat. Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines, which folks was shit. Yeah, and I hesitate to say the things like that about stuff because it's all subjective. Seventy percent. Wow, that's a full red juicy tomato. They should that's be flipped. Fresh. That's pretty high. Yeah. Those scores should be flipped. I mean the the Christian Bell rant alone 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's at least 50% right there. Did you guys see the trailer for Vice? Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah, it looks so cool. Oh my he, he's yeah. going to die. Like He's going to drop that. You can't keep doing that. Yeah. You yeah. can't fluctuate with weight like that. It's so bad for your part. Yeah. Not only the weight, but he nailed the voice, too. Oh, so creepy. It's, yeah. So good. If I listened, if I just listened to that, my eyes closed, I would have thought that was Dick Cheney speaking. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. He's but an also, amazing actor. Steve Carell looks like Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. dead ringer. I can't wait to see that movie and just get so pissed off. Yeah. Like uh, with, with the big short. Yeah. With Adam McKay. He's, it, it's funny. Uh, and then didn't Adam McKay do the HBO show Succession? I don't know. I don't know. There's I'm that, aware of the show, but I'm not sure if he did. I, I've been aware of the show, too, and I feel like maybe he executive produced it or something. Okay. Because it's all about basically um this guy who was like in his 70s. It's the actor, the British actor, Brian Cox. You probably know. I love who, the name, dude. Striker. Yeah. Um, he's this like old guy who owns a TV network, and then the show is about which one of his kids is going to get the rights to run the company. Just about uh, generational wealth, basically. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, Adam McKay was like, I mean, still super funny guy. Yeah, very funny. He started on SNL. By the way, yeah, yeah. By the way Tom won Rotten Tomatoes. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Crush, by the way, we were playing again. Two forty six to two eleven. Oh, okay, not, not, that's pretty close, all things considered. Yeah, love that NPR show. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and then like it was like it's funny. It's like he's like straight up comedy guy. Other guys. 99% of the movie is just hilarious right. fucking crazy comedy and then the credits is very serious yeah. about how fucked up things are and then after that it was like comedy until and then like right at the end of making that movie it's like I'm gonna get serious and then it was like that was the same tone as like the big short right and now into this it was like it was like mid movie he was like I'm not just a wacko comedy screwball yeah. anymore. I'm pissed off about this. And he's he did a great job with the Big Short. Hey, very good, fantastic. Um, Still, one of the things that sticks with me is the scary ass thing at the end. I don't know if you guys remember this about um, Christian Bale's character in that. Um, if you're not familiar with the movie, um, made these saw things that were hap that were going to, to happen, happen in the yeah. future and made uh, investments or whatever and it was like at the end it was like and this I don't forget his name but he was like and Christian Bale's character only invests in one thing anymore dot 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 water yeah it's like oh we're fucked yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die but um, yeah I can't wait to watch that and I was gonna I'm gonna double feature with Fahrenheit 911 and Fahrenheit 11.9 yeah I was gonna say well they're different you know, yeah, I, I want to be mad at Bush <laughs> all over again. Um, I was going to say just to tie in with Adam McKay being a comedian and, or comic filmmaker and then getting serious. Uh, the guy who did the Austin Powers movies did the same thing. Did he? Because he directed all the Austin Powers movies and then he did the Jay HBO. Roach, yeah, his name? yeah, he did uh, the movie about the uh, 2000 election. Oh, in Florida Recount. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where like um, it was called Recount, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And I then I think that. he also did the one about Sarah Palin, where Julianne Moore was Sarah Palin. Game change? Yes, I think that sounds right. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what's in the water, but these these good comic filmmakers, these comedians are getting political. Yeah, yeah makes crossing me sick. lines. It's like stick stick in your lane, right. okay, clown. Make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's we. I guess I just associated those films so closely with Mike Myers. I didn't even know they had a director. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it's it's like. I'm the director, but Mike Myers is running the show. Right, right. 
Like, uh, who made Nutty Professor 1 and 2? I don't know. It's don't just know. Eddie Murphy. Just Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, uh, we've come to the end of this, oh, uh, no. this episode. Uh, it really flew by for me personally because I had a great time. And uh, I was so glad you could be here. Thank you, Don. Thank you for having me. This was fun. That um, was a, a lot of fun. It was great. Uh, you actually have to give us all grades. How did we do? Um, Mike, I'm going to give you a solid A minus. Okay, I'll take it. I feel like there's room for improvement there. I agree. Harrison, yeah. A plus. You're always perfect. Hey, wow, thank you. wow. Thank you, buddy. You'll never be back. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Dom. Like I said, uh, listen to Sofa Scouts. Listen to uh, Nobody Cares. Both. We'll be back soon. Yeah, yeah. Any anything else you want people to know about? Um. You guys are all great. That's what people should know. Yeah. Ah, the people you hear when this thing goes live is who they are off the mics, too. Ah, that's very nice of you to say. I'm sending positivity out there. Thank you. That's what we're trying to do, baby. That's what we need. Yes, we Thank need. you, Uh Harrison, anything for you? Uh, just a reminder that I'm on that social web- website called Letterboxd for movie reviews. I'm still keeping up with the baby. I'm probably going to hit over 200 movies this year that are new to me. Wow. It's impressive. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, have a great week. I hope you hope you're starting to think about. Hope you didn't just start thinking about your costume now. It's a little late. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get those pumpkins outside. Come on! All right, everyone. Bye. Rock your body, child. Jump in the line. Rock your body in time. Somebody help me! Jump in the line. Rock your body in time. Shake, 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 Sinora. Shake your body, line. Shake, shake, shake.